Hello, and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, and welcome back to the Haunted Estate. It is your host, Selena Myers, and I am back again with another episode. Am I not on a roll? I totally think I'm on a roll. Tonight is going to be like every other night. We are going to hear some awesome stuff, your stories, my stories, and everything in between. I want to say to you guys, thank you so much for sticking around. If you love the show, please share it with your friends, share it on your social media. The way that people really find us is if you subscribe to us, so of course you never miss an episode. I also would love if you could rate us on iTunes. Um, I don't even know. What else? Just blast me away. Blast me away to everybody. Please don't forget our toll-free number, one 260 3428 Call, tell us your stories, comments, and topic ideas. Hi, everyone. I really wanted to start today off with actually my own story. It's on the sad side, which a lot of paranormal stories are. I've really been throwing myself into the podcast, and it's kind of because of recent events. Um, My husband and I recently lost our baby a couple days ago, but what I wanted to share is we were standing in the kitchen after it happened. Um, It had just happened. Um, It was at home, and uh, we were just standing there in silence, and I have an iPod that I use um, strictly for listening to music and podcasts because my actual cell phone is only 16 gigs, so nothing really fits on it, and this old iPhone iPod um, is 64 gigs, but I've been using it for years strictly for just that reason. So we're standing there, and it's in a purse, um, have been in the purse for days, and it randomly starts ringing. And I'm like, I just look at my husband at first, a little confused as to where is this coming from? So we pull out this iPod and it's an alarm going off. Um, I've never used this phone for an alarm, let alone been like in light of recent events, been even using this phone. And it was just such a moment of this literally had happened five minutes ago. And we're just standing here in silence just thinking about what had just happened and and how it was just terrible. And then this beautiful ringtone alarm just starts playing. And he's like, would you like set an alarm for anything? And I'm just like, no. And I just started bawling my eyes out because I was like, wow, like, I think that it's in a good place or somebody's somebody's letting us know that, you know, everything is is definitely going to um, be okay. So that is my little personal story. I wasn't sure if I really wanted to share it because of the personal nature. But you know what? I kind of consider you guys my friends and family. Hearing back from you guys that you love the podcast really is the one and only thing that truly makes me happy, especially right now. I would like to send a huge thank you out to Angie Wade for her story that I'm going to play now. You can find Angie Wade on YouTube by typing in Angie Wade, and this story is called My Ghost Story. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My first one, I don't remember at all. I have no memory whatsoever of it. But my mom told me whenever I was a very small child, probably two, something like that, I had my own bedroom and I used to wake up in the middle of the night crying and coughing and she'd come in to check on me and I would tell her it was a little red man sitting on my dresser and that he was making my room all smoky. So <laughs> I'm glad I don't have any memory of that. Of course, you know, she thought that I was having nightmares and would do what any parent would do and, you know, comfort their child and everything. But I guess this went on several times where I would say there was a little red man on my dresser. So she eventually, um, I guess, took me out of that room and then my uncle was sitting in that room and he got really freaked out because apparently when he was in that room, he said he saw my doggies over here. On my left. He said that he saw like a light in the closet and it started out really small and then it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then it looked like there was all this smoke. Of course, he hightailed it out of that room and so shortly thereafter they moved <laughs> because, you know, there's one thing, I guess, a little kid seeing something in the middle of the night and thinking that it's nightmares and then a grown man seeing something and freaking out over it. So, I don't know what all that was about. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm glad I don't remember it. It kind of freaks me out when I think about it. You know, what in the world could a little red man be? You know, I don't even want to think about it. So that's the first one. The second one is, and I definitely remember this, but we moved into a really old farmhouse in Fontana, Kansas. As a matter of fact, it was so old, it didn't even have indoor plumbing. You know, I'm 44 years old. You'd think that I would have not grown up in any area that had no indoor plumbing, but my family at the time was extremely poor. The rent, now he picks the time to play with a toy. This house had no indoor plumbing. It was very, very old. It, um, I think the rent was like $50 a month. It had no, like, uh, central air, heat, all that. Our heat was with a wood stove. And then in the winter, we would all pile up in one room to sleep on mattresses because the house would get so cold. Um, it was just a really bad situation. Luckily, we didn't live in the house for long. But there was a ghost in that house. And I believe it was female, and I don't think she was mean or anything. But I saw her several times, always like out of my peripheral vision. And one time I distinctly remember because I was going through my closet looking for something to wear that day. And 
I thought it was my mom, came up behind me, you know, and I felt her touch my shoulder and I turned around and I kept looking and so and I kept looking and I was talking, you know, like, oh, I think I'm going to wear this or whatever. And so then I turned around, she was gone. And I went downstairs into the kitchen and I says, well, why did you leave? I thought you were helping me pick out some clothes. And she's like, oh, I wasn't up there. And which of course freaked me out because this touched me. I felt it touched me on the shoulder. And, and I thought it was my mom like in her nightgown because from, you know, when I kind of went like this and out of my peripheral vision, the lady had long hair and so did my mom. And I thought she was wearing like a, a white nightgown with little green flowers on it. And I don't remember my mom having a nightgown like that, but I do remember my mom having one that had blue flowers, so I thought that maybe I had just seen it wrong. So that really freaked me out, but I saw that several times. But the reason I think that whoever that was was really friendly was in my room at that house, we had the kind of attic that you can go in and it's completely floored and you can stand up in it and everything. And um, it had a little tiny door well, I was sitting in my room reading and that little tiny door opened and I was, you know, like in scary movies when people go investigate, like, wanted to investigate because I didn't, I never felt threatened by that lady, whoever she was. I didn't see her a whole time. And this was after that day that I felt something touch me on the shoulder. It's like, then I knew she wasn't me. I don't know. I can't even explain how I know, but I know she wasn't me. So that door opened and I thought, well, I'm going to check and see what it is. And I'm glad I did because like I said, we had a wood stove and, you know, there's of course a chimney. Well, I went and when I opened that door, there was fire coming out from between the bricks in that chimney. And so I ran and I told my dad. And so they immediately put the wood stove out and got a hold of the people that come out and clean like the creosote and everything in the chimney. And our house would have caught fire because the mortar between the bricks was loose, the bricks were loose, the creosote was really built up, and there was actual flames coming out of there. You know how addicts, you store a whole bunch of stuff, so our house would have went up in flames. So I think that lady saved us. And you know, shortly thereafter, I think my dad must have got a better job, but we moved to Iowa. So I didn't have any other experiences in a house that I lived in, at least that I can remember. But I did, then my parents, they moved to Iowa, then they moved, I don't know, we moved everywhere. I, well, my parents had moved to Iowa, I moved to Iowa too. We moved to Iowa, then we moved to Missouri. Then they ended up moving to New Hampshire. Then they moved back to Missouri. And then now they're in a different place in Missouri. But anyway, one of the places they lived in for a really long time, actually, the longest I think they ever lived anywhere, was in a place in um, Hillsboro, Missouri. And it was, again, a really old house. It was, this house had, you know, plumbing and everything. It was, it was kind of a cool house. You could tell that it had been, but it was over 100 years old. And you could tell that it had been um, it had like two kitchens. It had a kitchen upstairs and a kitchen downstairs and like a back staircase. Like, like the upstairs was maybe the, I don't know if it was the main living quarters and the downstairs was where like the maids or whatever would have been or whatever, but it was just a really neat house and, and really old. 
well, my mom had always thought that it was haunted because, and, and my grandma had lived there at the time too, because they would hear things and everything. And I actually had a couple of experiences in that house. And so did my, a lot of my family did. And my sisters, I think he was her boyfriend at the time, um, actually had something that terrified him. He was like in a room up there and something sat on his bed and he thought it was my sister. I guess they had had an argument and so he thought she was coming to make up or whatever and it wasn't her. He saw something. He wouldn't really talk about it. He just, you know, screamed like a girl and <laughs> took off. But the experiences I had there, one wasn't scary. The other was terrifying to me. But I think whatever was in that house liked to play tricks. And my mom had talked about uh, happening to her. My dad used to sometimes go, you know, they're short of money. And so there was one year that they went to Mississippi and would work and then come home like on the weekends. And she didn't want him to go and something kept hiding his keys. But anyway, what happened to me was I was sitting in that same room that eventually, it was, it was my brother Jeff's room and he didn't ever have any issues. Well, like I said, the upstairs had another kitchen. It also had another bathroom. And the kitchen, I don't think the gas and stuff worked in it, so my mom just used it as a craft room. But there was a shower and a bath and everything in there. Well, I was sitting in the room reading again. I like to read. There's the dog again. And um, I saw my brother walk by with a towel on his head. You know, I thought he had just come out of the shower. The posters that were hanging on my brother Jeff's wall even moved you know from the wind of the person walking by and so it was my brother Ricky I thought I saw go by and so I was like Ricky come here you know and he didn't listen to me he just kept on going just kept on going and so uh, I got up and I was gonna follow him downstairs and uh, so I went downstairs and he's in the kitchen no towel on his head fully dressed and I <laughs> and nobody had been up in that shower. It wasn't even wet. So I, so whatever it was, it looked like it had something on its head and it walked by and it caused air to move. So I don't know what that was, but that scared me enough to where I was like, okay, I'm not gonna be up there by myself anymore. The other thing, I think, like my mom said, these were like playful and like to play tricks or whatever. It was really, really hot in the summer, and I had just had my son, and my brothers played baseball at the time, and so everybody was gonna go watch one of them play a baseball game. It was like 100 degrees that day, so I said, and it was like an evening game, so by the time they got back, it was dark and everything, but in the meantime, I said, well, I'm gonna stay home with Adam because it's just really too hot and you know he's a little baby and I didn't want to have him out in the heat and everything so everybody left so it was just me and my infant son in the house and I started hearing things upstairs and it sounded like furniture moving I mean like heavy furniture moving like somebody was taking the bed and sliding it across the floor freaked me out and you know, by the time, and it was so much noise, and then it, you could hear like stomping. It's like something was intentionally trying to freak me out. And I ended up running into the bathroom with my son and locking the door, and he and I sat in the bathroom, leaned up against the bathtub until everybody got home. The whole time hearing all this noise going on upstairs, 
scared me so bad. I don't remember if I, the only other times I would go upstairs is if my mom was up there or somebody else was up there with me. It just scared me really bad and I think that it was intentionally trying to scare me, you know? So, now the house we live in now, I've never had any issues, thank goodness, because it's only six years old. I don't think anybody's ever died here. It's built on bedrock. There's no, you know, there's no cemetery underneath, all that stuff that, you know, typically you find out about haunted houses or whatever, but. So I have had experiences happen to me, so I completely believe in ghosts. I believe in things that are worse than ghosts also, and I don't delve into any of that stuff. That's what worries me about, you know, long ago, the little red man or whatever. And the funny thing about that also is that house is still there and probably five years ago maybe, my mom, we drove over by that house when she was here visiting because the house is in Kansas City. and. We drove over to that house. Well, as soon as we got by the house, I started feeling like I had to vomit. I mean, I really felt like I was gonna throw up. And I think it was probably just psychological. You know, it just scared me. So we didn't stay looking at the house for long because as soon as we drove away, I felt fine. But when we were sitting there looking at the house, I thought I was gonna be sick in the car. So, but I'm sure that that was just psychological because if I think about that too much, it freaks me out. And you'd think, but I wouldn't like scary stuff so much, but I do. It's like I read scary books, I watch scary movies. I was on vacation the week of October 20th, and that's what I did every day. I got on Amazon Fire TV and was just looking for scary movies. And um, The only one I won't watch over and over again is The Exorcist, because that one just freaks me out too bad. I've seen it a lot of times, but mm, I can't watch it when I'm by myself. And you know, it's on a lot this time of year, and so I'm so glad now when you're flipping through the channels, you can just pull up the guide and flip through the guide without clicking through the channels. Remember when you had to click through the channels? I swear I would land on that stupid movie. It was usually always the time where she was flopping up and down on the bed or where she was like laying there and her throat comes up and her eyes roll up in her head or her head's turning around. It was always one of the bad parts. It was never, you know, any of the easy parts, but I will never mess with a Ouija board. I don't get into any of, you know, and I know there's a lot of people that don't believe any of that stuff. And all I can say is unless you experience your, it yourself, I understand, you know, why you wouldn't believe in it, but, or, you know, to believe ghosts exist or whatever, but I do. I mean, I've personally seen a ghost. So I completely agree, or I completely believe that they're real. And I'm fortunate, I mean, as many times as we moved when I was a kid, and sometimes we would live in really old houses, and, um, you know, I'm not surprised that I, that I had an experience. And I really, truly do think that house in Fontana, Kansas, that has actually been torn down since then. I don't think anybody else ever lived in it. I really think the ghost of that lady, whoever she was, saved my family. And I think that the ghosts or whatever they were that was in the house in Hillsboro were playful and just tried to scare people on purpose because it was fun for them. That house actually was gutted and completely redone and now it's like office building or something. Um, so I don't know, maybe they're still there.
Wow, Angie, those are some incredible stories. You definitely had every kind of paranormal spook in the book. You had doppelgangers, you had ghosts, you had demonic activity. <laughs> I'm just thinking your parents and when you were young and you were talking about the red man in your room. And I, I read these articles where it's like creepy things children have said. And I, <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I had a child and they were like, Mommy, there's this bloody man in the corner of my room. I don't know. And then I saw, I read this really funny one where it's like, I just had to hold myself back from roundhouse kicking my son in the face as he wa slept, walked down the hallway growling. Oh my gosh. Anyways, if you liked that story from Angie and you want more, you can find her A-N-G-I-E-W-A-D on YouTube. Tell us about your haunted house. Call us toll free at 1-877-260-3428 or go to www.thehauntedestate.com. In the top right corner, you'll see an envelope. Click it to get connected. So everyone, as I had mentioned, I do plan on having a book come out within the few months. And I thought that I would give you guys a little bit um, so I'm going to read you two ter two paragraphs, paragraphs, uh, paragraphs from the chapter called the Huntsville House. Um, this story is about uh, Frank and Susan. Um, names have been changed to protect their identity as they're no longer operating as an inn. Um, they were left a house from a family member that they really hadn't spoken to. They never really knew about the house. But here are, here's a little, little blurb to draw you in. Over the next few months, they worked closely with Harold, working on getting the home into top shape so they could take guests. It wasn't until they started modifying the bedroom, replacing the beds and curtains, that strange things began to happen. Rooms two, four, and seven had all the existing furniture pulled into the middle of the room, so the walls were at easy access for a fresh coat of paint. Susan had just finished with her last room when she popped down the hall to use the restroom. She was gone maybe three minutes. She had left all the doors open so they could have good airflow. Coming down the hallway, she noticed first that all the doors were closed. She called out to Frank, but didn't hear a reply. She opened the door to the room she had just painted. All the air was sucked out of her chest. The furniture that had been in a mass in the middle of the room was back in its original spots, pressed against, against the wet walls. She ran out, threw open the doors to the other true rooms. Just like the first room, all the furniture that was in the middle of the room was back in its original places. That was the last time Susan would enter those rooms alone. Frank wasn't even on the property. It was only her. Whatever had moved that much furniture in total silence in a matter of minutes had more power than she wanted to think about. We want to know what your favorite paranormal book is. Call and let us know at one 260 3428 so I hope you enjoyed that. Um, for my book, what I really did was I wrote each chapter as a different experience, a different blurb about myself, or a different case that I had worked on. 
So instead of it flowing more like a book, you can kind of open up to whatever chapter that you feel like reading and go into it. Um, it's been a very hard thing to put together. Um, finding all the people that I work with and asking them what they wanted their new names to be. Uh, but hoping soon it will be on Amazon. It will be available for purchase. Um, I really want to get it out as an audiobook. It's seeming a little complicated, but I'm hoping that I will get there. And I hope that you enjoy it. Our next story comes from Candid Mummy. She is on YouTube, all one word, and her story is called My Ghost Stories. Take it away. Okay, so the first one is one that my husband and I both saw, and it was a little weird. So the way that the freeway, they changed it. It's since been changed, but the way the freeway used to go was it would come down, and it was like an intersection. So it was like two freeways, and yeah. All right, so you're driving, and you would go down and loop under, and to like merge onto the other freeway. So it was weird. It was in a, a place that was like secluded. You couldn't really like get to it but I mean you had to be like on the viewing because it's kind of like a tunnel so that makes sense in a way. Um, yeah so we were <laughs> I feel so ridiculous I'm getting all weird because it was weird it was weird okay so we we're driving down and looped around the tunnel and there's a woman who was standing there and the only way the only way that I can really describe her is to say she was there, but wasn't really there. It looked to me, I'm seriously, okay, so it looked to me like she was like leaning up against like a car, but there there wasn't anything there. It was just the way that like it looked like she was leaning. She had really like, uh, like long, I hate to say flowy, but she was very flowy. Um, thank you, power. Kind of a little bit transparent-ish, yeah. You guys are going to think I'm completely lunatic. So, anyways, we come up, and we're merging on the other freeway, and I'm just, my husband and I are both stunned, um, and I sat, or he said, I think he said, maybe I said, I don't know, did you see, did you see her? And I'm like, oh my god, you saw her too, or he, I don't even remember which way, this was probably like eight or nine years ago. So we both saw this, this woman, well, we get off the freeway instantly because we wanted to get back on and see if we could see her and in the amount of time it was fast to get off the freeway and get back on the freeway if there was actually somebody there we both know that we saw some there was somebody there there was something there creepy 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 oh so she was like standing there well by the time we got off the freeway and got back on if somebody had been walking they wouldn't have even probably like been all the way out of like this under underpass there's the right word for it um at that time so, but she was done. When we went back through again, she was done. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Alright, um, I don't know, like, freaked out. It was just, the, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was just, um, I don't know. And honestly, if my husband hadn't seen her either, I don't know if I'd believe that I really saw somebody. If that makes sense. I would question myself forever, but we both are. We were both stunned for kind of like a minute. I think both of our wheels were just turning like, what did you just see? Because it was like somebody was there, but they weren't there. All right. Okay, so my next story <laughs> is, it's a, um, it's one that I experienced with a couple of friends of mine. And it was before I'd ever seen, I had seen, okay, this, episode, this show, Ghost Adventures. Uh, it's 
of like a popular ghost hunting show type thing. They actually catch things and I mean that I don't know. Some of it's hard to argue, some of it you're just like, dude, really? Okay, anyways, so this show, um, we hadn't seen episode or anything like that. Well we went to this place, we were went to like a little tourist town and um we went into this this part of this building and at the time it hadn't I think they had like just okay so I'll, I'll tell you we, we went to this thing I'll explain what happened and then we went home and we looked it up and come to find out the ghost adventures had um had um gone there already so yeah we didn't know it's like a it was a vacation it was like a touristy town we didn't know anything about it um so we're in this this part of this building and we, none of us could like go in there it was just it was such a it was such a heavy 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 feeling that um it was just like you go in there no you go in there but it wasn't even like in like a goofy way it was just like a dead serious like it feels so weird so finally this was actually okay I can see who this was with because you guys know Megan and Megan and her husband and their kids. My husband wasn't with us at the time. I think he was still at work. Like he hadn't flown. I don't even know. Uh, it was a few years ago. And we go in <laughs> and finally, like, I think um, Rusty and I mustered up the courage to go in there together. And I remember trying to take pictures of the inside of it and my camera wouldn't work like at all. Um, it, I don't even know. It would, I stepped out, it worked just fine. Step back in, it wouldn't work again. He tried it, wouldn't work at all. So um, it was weird. It was really weird. I just, I can't get over the feeling of how heavy it was. So that wasn't like anything that we actually saw or anything like that, but um, it was a strange feeling and now I feel like somebody's watching me I'm just bull um talking about this stuff's just weird so um yeah that was that was a weird one I, that sounds totally crazy because it was just I don't know heavy feeling camera wouldn't work um went back watched the episode of ghost adventures and they actually caught some pretty good stuff there so and we didn't know that ghost adventures had been there until after the fact and now it's like a big you know ghost adventures has been here because we've gone back since so yeah crazy um okay and then a few just other like random things when i was a little girl um we had an attic in our our house and you would hear we just assumed it was a lady rocking upstairs in an invisible rocking chair because that's exactly what it sounded like so um had that for a little while I don't know if you know this or not but I grew up in the Navy so we moved around a lot so it was it was pretty short term um I'm trying to think of any other experiences that I've had creepy feelings I sit in a rocking chair and it faces down the hallway and I swear so many times and I don't give this any merit but it's just something that happens a lot I'll see things like out of the corner of my eye because the hallway's dark and I'll just something will catch my eye um I usually just blame the animals even though they're not there <laughs> um you never know so that I don't give much merit to but it's still it it creeps me out because I'll just I'll be sitting in my little rocking trail editing my videos and something will catch my eye <sighs> it's crazy um 
I'm a crazy person. And now I'm all like giddy and weird because I'm freaking. Thank you so much for your stories. I just love hearing them. That is all she wrote for this episode of The Haunted Estate. Make sure to check back for more. But please, this episode cannot continue without contributions from you. I want your stories, your ideas, and send me the articles that you find interesting. Thank you, and have a spooky evening. Thank you so much, Queen Peaches, Queen X Peaches. That is all she wrote for today's episode of The Haunted Estate. If you really love us, it would mean the world to me if you could go onto iTunes, leave us a rate or a review. Those are what make us visible to other people. And if you really love me, share your share the podcast with your friends and your family. So thank you very much, and I hope to see you very soon, my little spookers. Come with me, my love, to save the sea of love. I wanna tell you how much I love you. Do you remember when we met last day? I know you were my pet. I wanna tell you how much I love you. Come with me, my love, to see the sea of love. I wanna tell you how much I love you.